Good morning. I am so glad that you are here with me and I am excited to jump right in with a topic that is often misunderstood and a conversation that is rarely had in the same context as I feel led to share today. Codependency is something that I've struggled with throughout my life and it probably registers more shame in me than my addiction has at times. Somehow admitting I was in recovery for an addiction seemed less frightening than admitting I needed help for codependency. It was something that made me feel weak, pathetic, and way too vulnerable. As I understood it, codependency kept me in abusive situations, caused me to become someone who others felt they could take advantage of, and was driven completely by the underlying feeling of low self-esteem. What I didn't realize for so long was that there is so much more to codependent behavior. Understand also that as with so many other things, there is a spectrum, a line of codependent behavior. So instead of using the label codependent, I want to refer to the behavior itself. Codependent behavior does not limit itself to a specific kind of person. It can show up in ways we do not expect or cannot identify, and it is often disguised as kindness, generosity, or even forgiveness. We discussed forgiveness last week and how this is an act of grace. We know that forgive out of obedience and that we are to forgive freely and consistently. I also mentioned that forgiveness does not necessarily mean that we allow the relationship to continue without change. One thing we need to remember is that forgiveness does not mean enabling. It is important that we begin to identify areas that we need to set boundaries and ways that we need to take care of ourselves. One of the most common misconceptions about codependent behavior is that it cannot exist in one who also suffers from an addiction. Now, not everyone who has an addiction will identify with having codependent behaviors, and not everyone who identifies as struggling with codependency will identify as someone with an addiction. For myself, both were rampant and working together to fill a void so deep inside of me. Codependent behavior was as much of a thorn in my side as discussed in episode two as my addiction was, and both came from a place of self-centeredness. It sounds odd because the outward nature of someone who struggles with codependent behavior can seem so wonderful. Many who struggle have not begun to recognize how this could be a selfish form of love. The motive is so important. What is your motive for helping someone, for giving to someone, for being a shoulder to cry on? So many times in my life, I had daydreams of being the hero. I still have to shake myself from this in moments where I can easily forget that I don't write the script for this life and that I am not the main player on stage. I struggled with visions of rescuing someone from their addiction even as my attempt to do so was feeding into my own addiction. Sometimes this meant introducing them to the health and well-being of recovery and guiding them towards freedom, which I did not yet have. 
All of this because I could imagine them being so grateful to me and ultimately needing me for their sanity. Instead of drawing them closer to the only one who can change hearts and minds and the only one who offers true freedom, I was drawing people closer to me. My need for love, my addiction to love, my desire for love that was always unsatisfied, this allowed me to access a space in others that I convinced them and myself only I could fill. My fear of abandonment and my obsessive need for approval drove me deeper into this behavior. This brings me to my first point in recognizing support versus codependent behavior. Check the motive. Do you have underlying needs you are trying to fulfill? Is there a void in your life that is somehow less painful in the short term by the help you are offering someone else? Does your behavior tend to draw others closer to you in the process rather than closer to God? The second point to consider here is that codependent behavior can often create a sense of responsibility for the recovery or health of another person. Isaiah 64, 8 says, But now, Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. All of us are the work of your hand. Beyond the need to feel wanted or needed or loved, Codependent behavior often carries an exaggerated sense of responsibility for someone else's actions or feelings. With that can come a lack of understanding of our own feelings. They can almost become frozen, not knowing how we feel about a situation or during an experience because we've learned to take on the feelings of others. With this, we forget Who does the molding of the clay? Maybe we envision this outcome of someone being completely freed from their addictive ways or no longer living a life of sin. There is absolutely nothing wrong with desiring this for another. But at what point do we take responsibility for their path, their recovery, not looking as we envisioned? What if God does not remove their thorns. Can we be okay with that? Are we disappointed when someone does not seem to grasp the concepts that we want them to grasp? Are we upset that another does not change as quickly or in the way that we imagined that they would or that we think they should? We cannot begin to understand the plans God has for another. Now, it is the most painful thing as a parent to watch a child make decisions for their life that we know are not what we would want for them. I have had to learn to pray consistently for God to hold them close and to protect them instead of trying to control the choices they make. This behavior can affect any relationship we have. We begin by believing we are being supportive to someone who's in need and end up disappointed because they're not making the choices we want for them. The choices we believe are the right ones for them to make. We forget in these moments 
the sovereignty of our Almighty Savior. That God knows everything from the beginning of time. In my forgiveness letter I shared last week with you, I specifically mentioned that God knew the pain I would endure. And he knew the pain that I would cause and what would come of it later. He knows the beginning and the end and everything in between. He knows where this podcast goes, who it will reach, who it will touch, and every word that will be spoken. God knows each and every path that we are walking, the choices we will make, and how he can and will redeem and restore and fit every piece into this beautiful, unimaginable masterpiece. Are we remembering that God is the potter and that we are the clay? Are we letting go of the responsibility for other people's behaviors, choices, and recovery? This brings me to my third point about support versus codependent behavior, as we also focus more in depth on the feelings of responsibility for other people. This can often allow us to forget the responsibility we have to ourselves and to others beyond the one we're trying to support. Denying or neglecting other responsibilities is a clear indication of codependent behavior. This is separate from sacrifice. Love does require sacrifice. It is a healthy and wonderful thing to step out of our convenient space and do something for another person. But this becomes unhealthy when we are not taking care of ourselves and our responsibilities. We can do this because we're afraid of the other person's response, out of control, or because we have not learned to set healthy boundaries for ourselves. I want to draw your attention to the book of Galatians. In chapter 6, verses 1 through 5, it says, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. We are responsible for our own behavior, and we are also cautioned to be on the look for areas that we may be tempted If we are supporting someone in an area that can draw us back into sin or is an area of struggle for ourselves, then we need to be careful. Are we taking care of our responsibilities? Are we protecting ourselves by setting up boundaries that prevent us from falling or from feeling victimized? As we begin to ask ourselves, what is our motive? Are we able to let go of feeling responsible for the choices and feelings of another? Are we setting good boundaries and taking care of ourselves and our responsibilities? There is one last point I want to mention regarding support versus codependent behavior 
And this stems from Galatians 1.10, which says, Am I now trying to win the approval of human beings or of God? Or am I trying to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Who are we serving? Ourselves, as we find that our helping is actually filling a void in our own lives, feeding our need to be valued and needed and surrounding us with a false sense of security that we will not be rejected or abandoned? Are we serving others as we take responsibility for how they feel and if they make it to the other side of recovery? Or are we serving Christ? Are we showing support that honors and nurtures and restores? Are we guiding others closer in relationship with Jesus rather than with ourselves? Are we praying for this person and with this person instead of just providing a shoulder to cry on? Are we showing love but allowing God to be the potter? remembering that as we are his clay, so are they. Let's lean into prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, let us remember that you are sovereign. Let us rest in your sovereignty. You see and know everything. And we thank you for your beautiful plan that we cannot begin to imagine that we will never know this side of heaven. Lord, we trust in this plan and we trust in you. Mold us as we desire for others to be molded. Let us take responsibility for our feelings and behaviors and recovery and let us honor and serve you in the way we support others in their journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. Next week, we talk about isolation versus solitude and how we recognize disappearing acts. God bless. Mm -hmm.